Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening, commenting, liking, subscribing, and also your suggestions and your comments. They're greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, you know, do the podcast without them. No, we couldn't. So... Well, Thank you guys again, and I'm cutting off Will intentionally. Oh, right. no. <laughs> no! I'm, I'm just joking. kidding, I'm just kidding. No, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening, and continue to share. Let us, uh, because of you guys, we're able to grow and do more episodes, maybe, hopefully get word out there more. Yeah. And it's a good thing. It is definitely and a good thing. With you guys liking and sharing, that means we can grow bigger and do more things and bigger things, and if you guys really like us, that gives us more opportunity for things you guys like. Yeah. And, so. that, you know, to cover cases that they like, too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm honestly just happy to get some of these cases out there. Certainly some of the lesser known ones mm-hmm. oh, yeah. are those that are older and haven't been out, you know, haven't been out in full view, I guess, or however you want to put it for some time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, how many cases can we say that we've covered that are like that? You know, I mean, there might not have been a lot of information to put out to the world, but also like having the platform that we kind of now have. I mean, you know, even if it's a small amount of people, it's still more people than would have known about it. You yeah, know? true. So that's awesome. And so before we get into our episode, Will had something he wanted to mention. I did. So actually, there's two things I want to mention, okay. depending on how this goes. So this is historic. Rhonda, this is our 50th episode. I know. It's awesome. Isn't that wow. cool? I wow. mean, y'all, we started podcasting in 2021, didn't we? We did. It is Wow. Goodness. That's a... Uh... Because we had our one year of Miss Dorothy, Dorsey, Dorsey yeah. back in January. Yep, that was that was a long time ago, it feels Cause, like. Because there was a while where we were uh, bi-monthly, is that right? Yeah, twice we were, a month? Yeah, twice a month. Well, wait a minute, let me jump in here. Because didn't you say 2021? Well, we started yeah, but, well, we started our podcasts in 2021. RTW. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Not everyone may be aware that we had a history podcast. Yes. For all, about a year before we did this one. Well, technically, now that you mentioned that, uh, I guess I should say maybe this is around episode 100 because didn't we yeah, have about 50 like episodes that, yeah. on that? Close, yes. Yeah. So I think it was, but um, so that was the first thing. So thank you guys for that. And we never thought we'd get to that point. No, but also, uh, Thomas, uh, or I guess Rhonda informed both of us, Thomas, today. Yes, yes. Um, we actually had someone reach out who was, uh, we have used one of her articles. It was Cassandra O'Hara. Uh, she was on Medium.com. We used an article for Sherry Marler's case a few episodes ago. And she like reached out and was like so excited that we used her stuff and was like, well, thank you so much. Cassandra, thank you so much. Because without you, we couldn't do what we do. Yeah. Right, exactly. And she had she mentioned in her post to us another podcast had referenced one of her articles, and I assumed that that podcast had maybe heard ours and had had seen some information on Cassandra and it actually reached out to Cassandra for more links to her articles. Yep. And so I mean, cool. it helps her because I'm sure she's trying to build up her rep- repertoire, but um, it also helps these cases. And so without people like Cassandra, you know, being on the ground, like trying to get information on these cases, like we couldn't do our job and we really appreciate you like doing your, the hard work, you know, and thank you. Well, thank you so much. And let's start this episode. Okay, well, today's episode is about Dulce Maria Alaves, and she was five years old when she disappeared from Bridgeton, New Jersey, September 16th, 2019. Uh, if she's Hispanic, that would actually be Dulce, wouldn't it? I think you're that, right. That's a curiosity thing, because I think that just means sweet. Oh, you know what? I feel like you're right. Sweet, sweet Maria Alaves. So I'll say Dulce. I think that's right. Dul- that sounds right to me. D-U-L-C-E. Yes, like Dulce. Dulce. Well, no, that would be Italian. I, I, 
We are messing up. I know. I think we're you mixing are up languages. messing with me. Right, you yes. know, Thomas, you realize we already have issues here doing names. You know me and Rhonda aren't the best. You continue. I'm going to Google for backup. <laughs> you Google and I'll continue. Okay. All right. So she was playing with her three-year-old brother, Manuel, at the Bridgeton City Park behind Bridgeton City High I'm sorry, Bridgeton High School on Burt Street. Now, Alavez's mother, Nomi Alavez Perez, had taken the children for ice cream and then to the park along with Noma's eight-year-old sister, and they arrived just after 4 p.m. that afternoon. Noma and her sister had remained in the car while the two younger kids were playing on the playground about 30 yards away. Yeah, so, like within view. Yeah, very close. Yes. Uh, Noma was helping her sister with homework and was also checking a scratch-off lottery ticket. About 20 minutes after arriving, Manuel ran to the car crying. When he was asked where his sister, his sister was, he pointed to where he had last seen Dulcie and said she ran towards some red maintenance sheds near the playground. Oh, wow. That's so scary, too. I'm glad he came back to like let his mom know, kind of, too. You know, like that's good, at least. Yeah, three years old. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yep. According to missingkids.org, Noma at first thought Dulcie was hiding, but after searching the area, she called police at 4 51 p.m. So we're talking about less than an hour all of this happened. Yeah. Police interviewed everyone at the park, and a helicopter using thermal imaging was used to do the search, and also a nearby body of water was drained, but there was no trace of Delsa. Oh, wow. Like, they've already done a lot of stuff, like, within that, like, very a small, small time frame, it seems like. Yes, uh, I would say so. Um, now, and uh, as I said, she thought maybe uh, her daughter was hiding, which makes sense. You yeah. Know, a five-year-old child. And, of course, they love to play hide-and-go-seek. Of course. like who do? I still love playing hide-and-go-seek, and, go seek and I'm almost 30. And I do have to interrupt real quick. Dulce. 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 Okay. Uh, in Spanish. And then in Italian, it is dolce. Okay. So we'll say dulce. Dulce, yeah. Okay. You were, do- you were doing good, and I completely screwed you up, and I am so sorry. And I'm getting the angry mom eyes right now. <laughs> Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I deserve it. I'm not going to even argue. <laughs> Thank you for looking that up. Nine, nine times out of ten, I'm right on pronunciation. And I very much screwed up this time. I apologize. And for those of you who do listen to our podcast regularly, you do know that I am terrible at some pronunciations. And not and you, out of Usually, maintenance. I am helpful. Not and today, out of I was not, and I am sorry. Okay. I messed up. Well, let's get back to our podcast. Yeah. Witnesses described a light-skinned man, probably Hispanic, Five foot six to five foot eight, uh, with a slim build. He had acne on his chin and was wearing a black shirt, red pants, and orange sneakers, possibly Nikes. Now, according to witnesses, the man put Dulcie in a red van with a sliding door and tinted windows, and he left the park with her. Oh, wow. So just like left with her, like just at, it took no time. Right. He picked her up, I guess, you know, picked her up, put her in the van, and left. Mm hmm. That's my assumption. That's scary. A sketch of a second man was released by the police. Now, he's believed to be a witness to the abduction. He's Hispanic at the time, 30 to 35 years old, five foot seven with a slender build. He had a goatee and some pimples or moles on his chin, and he was wearing a white T-shirt, blue jeans, and a white baseball cap. And you can find a sketch of this uh, possible witness on Charlie Project, which we'll include in our notes. Yes. Now, this was on September 16th. September 17th, an Amber Alert was issued. Oh, okay. So, wow, they waited a little bit, huh? Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Maybe I, they I, thought that she was still hiding. Maybe they were like, okay, maybe it's nothing nefarious. Maybe it's just trying to find her, I'm assuming. 
maybe i don't know still i put out an amber alert just in case i know because you're right that does seem like a long time because we're talking the afternoon of the 16th and sometime on the 17th the amber alert was yeah. issued. dulce's father had moved to mexico when she was three years old and he was not a part of her life anonymous letters about alaves were received by two businesses and a library in ohio and by the family spokesperson jackie rodriguez in early march of 2020 mm-hmm. according to nj com article Ohio Ice Cream Shop was recipient of third letter about missing New Jersey five-year-old Dulce Alaves by Matt Gray, published March 4, 2020. A letter and an index card were received by a local library and a casino-slash-racetrack in Austintown, Ohio. Now, by this time, Dulce had been missing for five months. Why is he sending it to a library and a casino like, that makes no sense. Okay, well, did you catch that it was in Ohio also, not New Jersey? Oh, yeah, you're... Why? That's so weird. That just seems really odd. Unless they think she's in Ohio. I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I, I really don't know. That but, just adds more questions yeah. than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because she was taken... She was missing from New Jersey. Yeah. So why Ohio? Yeah, that's so weird. But uh, just continuing on with this information, a two-page letter was received by the Austintown Library referenced the New Jersey investigation, but didn't mention anything about Ohio. Mm -hmm. The index card received by the Hollywood Gaming, M-A-H-O-N-I-N-G, Mahoning Valley Racetrack, contained information about a location in Austintown. Now, according to the uh, NewJersey.com or NJ.com article, some of the information included, look for Dulce Alaves, age five, kidnap from Bridgeton, New Jersey. Now, this was on the index card. Yeah. 76 truck stop, dead end street entrance. I remember, yes. Woods, please look. Mm-hmm. And a possible reference to Dr. Phil TV show, which had devoted an episode to Dulce's disappearance. Oh, wow. That's like a lot of, that's like a lot of cryptic information, too. They're like, check this truck stop. All, you know, oh, gosh, that's super cryptic, too. Like, I don't know. It, it just makes you wonder, okay, is it a hoax? Yeah. Is, is somebody wasting the, Police resources, and authorities, and investigators, all their time. Yeah, so, or is somebody really trying to say something? But I, I don't know. It's just really, really odd. That is odd. Um, okay, the area was searched using officers on foot, drones, and cadaver dogs, but nothing was found. Okay, uh, which we we just said we thought might be an issue with that because we think it might have been a hoax. Right, exactly. A third letter, actually, it was more like <clears throat> more like an index card, was received by an ice cream shop in Weatherfield Township, a few miles from Austin Town. Now the business was closed for the season, but the business owner periodically checked the mailbox. Yeah, as you do. Yep, and the shop owner took the card to the Weatherfield's police. According to police, handwriting on the three Ohio items appears to match. Oh, wow. So they do think it's like like the same thing. So that they, they I guess they think it was the same person who wrote these like things, right? Right. Okay. Wow. And interesting they were handwritten. Yeah. Like why don't why wouldn't you just type it? You know, I feel like uh you know, we've talked about like I know that handwriting might not be like a f- complete, you know, infallible science or anything, but also like just take I guess that out of the equation, just type it, then you wouldn't have to worry about anything. So I don't know. That is weird. I don't know. I've always thought that was kind of weird in those kinds of cases that have handwritten things. Yeah. Is it some someone hoping they're yeah. going to be caught? Mm-hmm. Someone just trying to get attention? And people do do that. You know, like, uh, you know, we've heard, I know 
in particular, maybe some serial killers who maybe start doing things like that in, in order to maybe be caught or like to, you know, put themselves out there more, they get more comfortable. So, I mean, who's to say maybe that is something that they're doing? Possibly. Now, according to NJ.com article, another cryptic letter about missing five-year-old Dulce Alaves received in New Jersey by family spokeswoman by Matt Gray, published March 4th, 2020. The letter received by Jackie Rodriguez was postmarked Cleveland, Ohio. So here again, kind of Ohio, yeah, yeah, uh, a link to Ohio and contained seven slips of paper with phrases, but nothing to specific specific to Alaves. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Yeah. While the writing was difficult to make out, some of the words included Alaska, Mexico, border, 1776, Civil War, New England town, and kids' homes orphanage. I don't know. Like, none of this is making sense to me. Like, it just seems like this is some, like, cat and mouse, like, just wild goose chase thing we're just going on. Like, we still have no, like information on her like it's just i don't know this is just seems so weird it does seem weird uh now jackie rodriguez husband thought the letter looked like child's handwriting or child's handwriting and jackie said she but jackie rodriguez husband thought the letter looked like a child's handwriting but jackie said she had received similar messages on social media by people claiming to be psychics Mm. she states people inbox me because they get visions that they know where she is yeah they've sent me some information like that before now she feels the letters should be taken seriously but whoever is doing it if it's a false lead they need to be held accountable oh 100 even if it's nothing that's linked to dulce's case or anything like i 100 those people should be like they think that they should at least be incarcerated for something i mean that's like hindering an investigation like an open investigation oh i agree um police believe the letter sent to jackie is related to the ohio letters also from the uh received in new jersey by in also from the received in new jersey by family spokeswoman article the card received by the ice cream shop did mention Dulce. Okay. So that's like the only one necessarily that mentioned her in particular? Uh, you would ask me that. I'm sorry, Rhonda. No, the index card at the Hollywood Gaming uh, at uh, Mahoney Valley Racecourse. Oh, also so it mentioned, mentioned her, her too. I that, still, I don't see how Ohio fits into this. I just really don't. I, I don't either. It's kind of weird. But that was the one who gave the uh, location some information about you should look here type. Thing. Yeah, which didn't turn up anything. Right. Um, the only suspect I've found mentioned is the person seen by witnesses at the park and members of Dulce's party of Dulce's members of Dulce's family have been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Authorities think Dulce was taken by an opportunistic predator. Yeah. Uh, Dulce is Hispanic with black hair, brown eyes. At the time of her disappearance, she was five foot three and weighed 60 to 70 pounds. Oh, bless her. She's just tiny. She is tiny. Uh, she was wearing a yellow T-shirt with a stylized image of an elephant in white on front. Some sources state the image was a koala instead of an elephant. Okay. You can see a picture of Dulce in uh, on Charlie Project, and the picture was taken from a surveillance camera footage of Dulce earlier in the day. Oh, okay. A link to Charlie Project, as I said earlier, will be in our show notes. And Dulce was also wearing black and white checkered pants with a pattern of flowers and white sandals. Mm-hmm. And she had started kindergarten um, just about a week before a her A baby. Abduction. I mean, just a, a literal baby. That's so sad. Yeah, five years old. Uh, sources 
uh, for this episode are included in our show notes. I've also included a link to an age progressed picture released by the New Jersey police in 2021 on the second anniversary of Dulce's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And if you have any information regarding Dulce's disappearance, contact New Jersey State Police Missing Persons Unit at 609-882-2000, extension 2554, Bridgeton Police Department at 856 451 or FBI at 800-225-5324. Now, anonymous tips can be sent by text to tip, T-I-P, 411 with Bridgeton in the message line, and that's B-R-I-D-G-E-T-O-N. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I do remember uh, this case. I think it has been covered in a couple other podcasts that I've listened to. And one unfortunate thing I do remember, and I don't know if you came across it in your research, Rhonda, was that they did suspect the mother, I think, at the time of like doing something with Dulce in particular. I don't know if you came across any of that information. Um, I do remember that being in some of the other sources. And I think that's unfortunate because, like, you know, I, I really feel like, especially since I'm assuming they ruled her out, that really does take away from the investigation, especially because, like, we really do think this was, like, some opportunistic person. Right. Yeah, the family had been ruled out. I didn't see anything like that in particular, Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they had <clears throat> footage of her taking the kids to get the ice cream, and then they were there at the playground. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and there, I'm sure there were other there were witnesses saying that she was there on the play at the playground, in the car watching the kids play. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't see anything like that. The only other shady thing that you kind of talked about was these two guys who were just randomly at this playground, assumingly with no kids. I'm like, get away from the playground! Like, what are you doing there? Okay, that's what's called opportunistic. That's opportunistic right there. I'm like that. Just <clears throat> ugh, like people are creeps. I hate them. Yeah, and also in our show notes, I've included an FBI link. That page um, that's included on that link includes a request for anyone with photos or videos from Bridgeton State uh, Bridgeton City Park on September 16th, 2019, to please upload those, and there is a link on that site. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and that's awesome. That's also a benefit as to, you know, having this case occur in 2019. Like, we have the capability of doing that now, so we didn't have that back in the 70s. Right, and I would be curious as to how many surveillance footages they found around the area. I mean, yeah. were there any at the playground, at the school, um, anywhere in a neighborhood in the area? I'd just be curious. Yeah, me too. Uh, the page also states the FBI is offering a reward of up to $5,000 for information <clears throat> that leads to the whereabouts of Dulce. And also, according to the NJ.com articles, a reward for information about Dulce stands at $75,000. Wow, I'm glad they have that up there because hopefully that will really inspire some tips coming I in. I hope so. I hope so. And uh, I haven't seen anything recently other than tips continue to come in, but yeah. no update as far as uh, Dulce's status. Yeah, maybe they can like really, some maybe someone can like connect the dots for us as to how this like Ohio fits into this, like why are these specific businesses were given this information on hers? So that to me seems so random. So I don't know, it's just, it's just a little weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Who knows? I, somebody wasting the uh, authorities' police time. We've heard that before. Or could it be, you know, something really legitimate? But yeah. hopefully they're following that up and we'll find something and we'll have, have a, an update on Dulce soon. I hope so, too. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and everything. Uh, very sad story. It is a very sad All story. All of ours are. It seems like we don't 
we don't get many happy endings with these stories. No, we had like the one I think with I Michelle. Think we've had one, that yeah, had a happy ending. We got to do more but, like that, like survivor stories. That, that's what we'll look into. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen to us. Uh, this is a fun project for us, uh, not necessarily in the fun way, but knowing that information is getting out there mm-hmm. and that stories are being shared and spread, and hopefully, words getting out there and. Maybe someday this could lead to resolution for somebody. I'm all for it, y'all. And especially thank you, Cassandra, one more time because we were uh, just talking about you at the beginning. So thank you again for your article. Yes, thank you so much. And we'll catch you guys next week.